more information about Gary Cohen and his associates, Alan Bennett and Gene Anthes, you can find it at the website, parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. Hey y'all, it's Cowboy Dave from The Prison Show. Tune in every Friday night from 9 to 11 Central Time on 90.1 FM and FM HD 1, KPFT Houston. Callers are accepted about 9.45 p.m. Central Time at 713-526-5738. Y'all have a good week. Remember it, KPFT Houston. on the pipe chase and rattle them bars because we're going to do a prison show for you right here at beautiful old historic old exciting new KPFT Houston from the heart of Montrose where we all hope tomorrow will be a better day. the present show <laughs> it has been well welcome we've had some issues but we are here it is january the 19th friday woohoo friday it's been a cold week but we are here in a heated building we're very grateful and i know my biggest fan is upset because the parental advisory was kind of messed up <laughs> You see, a few people understand that. <laughs> I'm an instigator. Hell yeah. Okay, tonight we have a great show. 
lined up for you. David had a great show lined up for you. Sharon McKinney, the executive director of TIFA, and Savannah Eldridge, uh, the board of director, directors of TIFA, will be here, uh, are on the phone. Anthony Sanchez is in the house. In the house. Okay, I'm representing Northwest Educational Center, and we're going to be speaking about empowering individuals that are incarcerated that are about to be released or individuals that have previously been released and equipping them with the tools on a healthy reintegration process. That was a mouthful. <laughs> he will be on momentarily, and then we're going to have uh, Chevis will be calling in, and Abe Bonovich with the anti-death penalty movement. Why is this so loud? seems very loud. seems like I have to talk, really. There we go. Okay. Well, whenever I turn you down, I couldn't hear him. So I don't know. I had to turn it up to hear him. So okay. he, he's got a member. It's 1970s. You got to talk straight into it. Okay. Oh, it, it is, is this better? Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's the 1970s in this. Actually, they got new arms. They got new arms. So, so it's 1970 and a half? <laughs> 1971. Okay. I didn't even exist yet. <laughs> Rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> All of us did. So uh, we know that y'all have had a rough week this week with the cold weather, the freeze. We've heard from many different units regarding the heating issue. Uh, windows that were broken out they said they were replaced several units had that issue i know ramsey unit had it uh the uh polanski unit had it uh, i think on building uh, seven or eight or maybe both of them uh and then uh the Connolly unit there was just a lot of units who had windows broken out so they said they got those fixed i don't know Something tells me that they fib a tad, but they said they did get that fixed. So now we're going to skip on into the show. We have Sharon on line one with Tiffa. Sharon on line one. Hello. Hey, Sharon. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yay. Yay. So what you got going? I know y'all always have something cooking. Oh, it is always something, something. Um, I want to touch on the Sunset Advisory Commission, and I just want to make sure that the the guys and girls on the inside know that they also can sub- submit um, information to, to the advisory committee, and, and what it is is every eight to ten years, all government agencies go through a review to see if that agency is still needed, and while we would love for them to shut TDCJ down, that's probably not going to happen, but during this review process, families and also those incarcerated can um, provide comments and suggestions to the Sunset staff on TDCJ's mission or their operations or their services. Just This is our chance to say 
what we would like changed, what we would like different, and um, we really need everybody getting on this and submitting their their comments or mailing their comments in if you're on the inside. So um, you have until February 1st to get all this, get your um, suggestions in, and everything is anonymous. So you know your name is not going to be put on anything at this point. Once we go into public hearings, then it's not anonymous anymore. But right now you can say whatever you want, send it in, the Sunset staff reads it, and they'll make suggestions back to TDC, and that will possibly become bills when we go into session next year. Which is so I want to, yeah i i I had a lot to say. I'm sure y'all did too. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So if y'all on the inside want to write, get your pen out and who you write to is the Sunset Advisory Commission, Post Office Box One Three O Six Six, Austin, Texas. Seven eight seven one one. Okay, and I know that so, from um, reading information, the um, men and women on the inside have to be pretty specific. Like if they have um, certain instances that happened, altercations, if they could be specific, like with dates and times, they were asking for that. Is that correct? That's correct. So the the more information you can provide, the better. So um, give as much information. Be as like like Danny said. Be specific. Give as much information as possible to to help them out. Because once they start reviewing it, they're not going to have time to follow up and ask people questions. So um, just. If you're talking about something that happened or going on, just be sure you give them as much information as you can. But be concise. Don't. Yes. Not a rambling on. They don't. They're not going. They are not going to read a ten-page letter. Right. Right. Straight to the point. Facts only. Just straight to the point. Say it. Facts. Y'all can do it. We need y'all's help. <laughs> yes, we do. It, it's we um, do. It, it's um, like we're running around beating our head against the wall sometimes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> Sharon and um, I. Know, I know that we had one example of um, the the board that they should be giving us more time than three minutes. Someone wrote and was very specific about that. That they need to give us. Good. <laughs> I don't know. Good. If we'd be there all night. We would. We we really would. But it's sad that we would be there all night with so many issues going on. And you know, right now with the heat, whoo, yeah. it's a mess. But we too, as most of the advocacy organizations out there, we're we're collecting information, and you know we're we're trying to just streamline it where all the agencies aren't, you know, the organizations aren't calling. So um, we're actually having our 
information sent over to TPCA and she's making a list and we, you know, we're working with them that way. So we're, we hear y'all and we are working on the heat and we know it's, we know it's cold. And then we had the one day where it warmed up. Then you got, then y'all were hot. I know. So <laughs> it was like, just not that easy, like flipping on the thermostat. You know, our families don't understand, but it's going to be cold again tomorrow. And yes, it oh. will over the weekend. And so we're fully expecting to receive the same type of complaints. However, the uh, windows, a lot of the windows were fixed in many of the units, from what I understand. Yeah, so that's what we were told also. Well, we were also told that all the heaters were working and there wasn't a problem. <laughs> but we were told all the windows were fixed. But then the day that it got hot, our people from the inside called and said, well, they're breaking the windows out again. So, oh my, <laughs> you know, if it's not one thing, it's something else. Y'all can't bust the windows out because it's hot for one day. So, because you're going to freeze tonight. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. And that, and it's happening. I've even had reports of one unit, Ellis unit to be specific, that um, some of the officers were spraying cold water during the freeze. (gasps) Yeah. And I heard that too. Yeah. And I did get it um, confirmed with um, a couple of people over at the Ellis unit that indeed it was happening, um, which is. You know, you have to be a special kind of low to do that in this kind of weather. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. That makes, that just makes my blood boil. That makes no sense at all. It really doesn't. No. And and they know, and um, they, from what I understand, they were saying, well, when I emailed about it, of course, the regional director said that that wasn't the case. Well, of course not. Yeah. Of course he did. It took him about 30 minutes to, you know, investigate, to draft up my his email to me to send. I'm like, you couldn't have, re- you know, researched that in 30 minutes. There's no way. No. No, he didn't. Absolutely he not. Did. He picked up the phone. He called the warden. And the warden said, that didn't happen. Okay. Yep. There you go. Case closed. That's how it works. So what a battle we fight daily. It truly is. And um, we are really out here doing our best. Sharon, Tiffa, everyone, Savannah, y'all are all so awesome. And we all appreciate everything you do. I know I do. And I know everyone I know, they appreciate you. And your organization so much. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. We don't. You don't normally hear the good. You just normally hear when people are mad at you. So it's good to hear the good. Well, thank you, Sharon. We have to close out for now, but we look forward to having you soon and in the studio. I am going to come. Promise y'all I will be there. Sounds good. All right. Y'all have a good night. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right. Now, like I said earlier, we have Mr. Anthony Sanchez. He is with Illuminating Cuts in the Northwest Educational Center. He is in the house, in the studio. Okay, okay. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always a a privilege to be able to work with individuals in the community that are actually involved with the community. There's a lot of uh, corporations or a lot of media that says, I'm for the community, I'm for the community, either if it ain't benefiting them financially or it's not helping them get a political vote, they're not actually active in the community. You know, I was shocked. He was telling me that for Christmas they received some donations, but when he went to the political, the politicians, asking them for help, when they helped in the past, for some reason, you know, it wasn't voting time. Yes, it, it's it's disheartening when that happens because those are our community leaders, individuals that we vote in political office to represent us as a people. So I worked with a lot of council members in different districts all over Houston, some precinct judges that I worked with. And Northwest Educational Center, we don't have no problem going out in the community because we highly believe you have to meet the people where they're at to give out information, to spread the news of empowerment through education because the elevation of today's generation is through education. We're trying to bridge the gap. And when I say bridge the gap, a lot of people say they need a second chance. How many individuals have a first chance? So we're trying to go give it to the youth and we're trying to give it to individuals that have previously been released from prison and let them know over here we're not going to deny you. We're not going to tell you no. Being a barber or cosmetologist... There's ways to make money where individuals can't tell you no because you're going to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter about your appearance. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter if individuals say you're dirty and you're from the hood. You got grills in your mouth. You got tattoos on your face. You're an entrepreneur. You're a businessman. We don't look out. We don't look at the outer complexion. We look what's on the inside. If you want change, we're going to help you create change. Oh, that. That I like that. <laughs> I yeah. like that. I like that. And I, I, I love your grill too. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, how would they go about uh, getting financial assistance for to go to school there? So, the way we work, we utilize the tools within the system available to the underserved community. We understand that there's FAFSA. But other colleges won't tell you. They're going to be like, get a loan out. A $30,000 loan, put yourself in debt. So when you finish their programs, guess what happens? Instead of starting a career, getting a future, you're paying the government. You're paying these loans off. So you're never able to excel or succeed. Over here, we pride ourselves that our students finish debt-free. We utilize something called a Pell Grant. And the Pell Grant covers a portion of the education. From there, Northwest Educational Center does an in-house scholarship. We give out more than $2 million a year in scholarship funds to fund individuals' education. The last remaining fee is $750, but we break it down for a 10-month period. $75 a month for 10 months, and you'll be a licensed barber, cosmetologist, a certified medical assistant, or pharmaceutical technician. And these are, you welcome people coming out of prison 
on parole? Actually, we do. We offer a second chance program. We help people reintegrate back into society because we understand that being in solitude for so long, it's hard to reintegrate because you become socially awkward. You like to be in solitude. You want to be confined. You don't want to be around society. We give them something like a safe heaven. We show them, hey, we're here for you. We have counselors on deck that will work with them, talk with them. On top of that, we work with temp services all over Houston that will help them get employment when they come home from prison. So they're able to get employed while they come to school and pursue a career. So you had mentioned, um, do you serve a lot of women coming out of prison? Yes, we do. We actually, we don't discriminate. That's the thing. We don't discriminate against race, religion, gender. We accept all as they come. And believe it or not, the majority in our barber and cosmetology program are women. Our women become barbers and cosmetologists, and we accept them because a lot of people think, oh, only men cut hair. But let's, in today's society, women are the breadwinners. I came home after serving 10 years in prison, and I seen men living off women. And that was the craziest thing because the men don't want to work. But I seen the women as the go-getters, the breadwinners, the ones that are providing for the household. Either they're doing dental assist, dental assistant, medical assistant, and they just took trades. And that's the amazing thing with Northwest Educational Center. We're a vocational school, and we, we're the oldest vocational school in Texas. We've been in business for over 33 years. Wow, you're the oldest one? We're actually the third oldest one. Wow. To, to be correct. To be correct. To be correct. <laughs> but you you serve lower-income people. Yes, lower-income and we use a Pell Grant. Like I said, you have to, the quali- qualifications ain't that hard. All you have to be is a United States citizen, have a GED or high school diploma, and you're not making over like $75,000 a year. And you're going to qualify for a Pell Grant. Really? Really. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, I had asked you earlier. Do parole officers, probation officers, do they have any issues with um, going to school there? Because I know being involved with this for so many years, I've become accustomed to parole officers, and sometimes they don't want felons in one place. Actually, we're part of the parole's reentry process. When they're coming out of prison, the we work so well with parole, they recommend ex-offenders to our school. And they say if they're on an ankle monitor and their hours are only from 8 to 4 o'clock, they'll stretch it from 8 to 9 o'clock so they could get extra hours in our program. We build a healthy relationship with TDCJ where we communicate with them and tell them about the student's progress, how well he's doing let them know that, hey, he's excelling. He's coming to school every day. He's doing good. He's doing great. Just so they could know that, hey, we got him. He's somewhere where he can excel, that he can prosper. Say if he's not working and he don't have a job, he's at school learning, trying to get a career to get a job. And what are the um, vocations that you offer? We offer barber, cosmetology, medical assistant, and pharmaceutical technician. 
The pharmaceutical technician and the medical assistant, aren't those limited? Yeah, it's limited, it's limited due to your case. It's how severe it is. But we do work with doctor's offices, and we do job placements. So say if they are a felon, some of these smaller doctor's offices that we do work with will get them employment. Unlike these bigger hospitals, I'll tell them no. The hospitals we refer them to will get them enrollment. Oh, that's awesome. What in a pharmaceutical? Pharmaceutical just depends on their case. Like if they have drug cases, they're a little more strict. Compared to medical assistant, there's more leniency. That is so interesting. I find I find it fascinating. Um, again, we had mentioned earlier that um, you had a lot of donations for um, the children, the yes. Christmas for the gifts for kids. And um, some of the, because, you know, of course, I was complaining about the politicians, you know, yes. <laughs> you know me. But you were listing many of the organizations or mom and pop places that yes. did donate, like boxing clubs. It, it was boxing clubs. It was local bars like Rabbit's Got a Gun. It was these small. Wait, what is it? It's called Rabbit's Got a Gun. It's a bar. It's an old bar in Houston. Rabbits got a gun. Yeah. But it was <laughs> or it was people like the prison show. It was 713 Boxing, and it was just regular individuals, regular humans that worked 9 to 5 that came out their own pocket to make this event possible. And we are able to have over 3,500 individuals come to that event. And we marked it. Over 3,500 individuals were, were able to supply 500 families and sponsor all them kids with toys. And without these sponsors, it wouldn't have been possible. And it was just genuine individuals. It wasn't celebrities. It wasn't politicians. No, it was the people in the community, the people that are active in the community, the people that care about the people because we are the people. As a community united, we can overcome any and all odds. And I don't know if y'all are familiar with the biblical text, but there's a story of... Uh, the Tower of Babylon, They man was one language, and they built a tower to the heavens. They were going to reach the heavens, and God said, we have to separate their language, because if not, they're, they're going to reach the heavens. We can't stop them. They're going to do everything that God could do, so we got to separate their language. And that, that shows a valuable lesson in the biblical text. As a people united, we can overcome anything. And that's true for for anything in the um, advocacy world. I mean, that says a lot right there. Yeah, like even like being active in the community, you'll have individuals that say, I'm a community leader. I'm active in the community. But some of them just want publicity. If it ain't beneficial to them, they don't want it. If their name's not highlighted all over it, they don't want it. They want to be the star of the show. It's really not about the people, and that's the sad reality of it. At the end of the day, it's about the people. It's about individuals struggling as human beings. It's about trying to show them a way, offering them resources. Individuals are not dumb. They're just ignorant. There's a difference. There's a difference from being ignorant and dumb. Ignorance is just not knowing. 
over here at Northwest, we're going to show you the resources. We're going to teach you LLCs, DBAs, EINs. We're going to teach you how to establish yourself as a business owner. We're not going to teach you how to cut hair. We're going to teach you how to be a business owner. And that's the difference, and that's the amazing thing. But you also teach how to cut hair. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> but we want them to be shop owners. We want them to establish themselves as business owners and break the limitations that society places on the underserved community. People would look at individuals from the hoods and the ghettos, and they'll deny them just by the way they look or where they came from. Over here, we're not going to deny you. And then being a barber and cosmetologist, you're going to make a way to pave a way for our future generations because you're going to break the chains of oppression and the chains of political correctness that society places on us. Society says you have to look one way to excel in today's society. You have to dress one way to excel in today's society. But I'm living testimony that you can break the chains of oppression, and I do it every day. People look at me, they see tattoos on my face, grills in my mouth, and I go sit across state officials' desk, and they tell me, man, you're one competent man <laughs> to actually come and sit in my office looking the way you look. And I just smile. I had someone tell me the other day, you you should take off your, your face tattoos because they, they're gang tattoos. I said, it's not my past that defines me. That's my, that's my past. But it's a story, it's a testimony that I shed light on. And I'm always going to preach how we rise above our current situation and set ourselves on a higher plane of understanding. Wow. You are a good speaker. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> you really are. So do, is there anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Well, if I want to give a shout-out, I want to give a shout-out to all my homeboys over there on Ferguson Unit, Clemens Unit, Gibb Lewis Unit. Just know your homeboy puppet loves y'all. Hey, man, y'all keep your head up. Also, my old my old Sally BG, you know what it is, homeboy. Hey, anybody listening that knows Puppet from the Southeast Houston, just know, hey, I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all, and I can't wait for y'all to come home. And if y'all relocating to Houston, hey, come to Northwest Educational Center, man. This is where dreams become a reality. And, homeboy, I'm living. Some people ain't living. They're just existing. Right now, I know y'all feel that y'all just existing within them concrete tombs of your own demise. But understand... All human wisdom is contained in two words, wait and hope. That's awesome. Can can they write there? Yes, they can. What's, what's the address? Our address is 2910 Antoine Drive. Okay, and what is the zip code? Oh, I don't know the zip code. Oh, I'm it's putting just, you on the spot. It's just <laughs> Northwest Educational Center. But, I'll find it. And if their families want to look into our website, it's nwec.edu. 77092. 77092. So 2010 Anton Drive, Houston, 77092. 2910. 2910? Yeah, 2910 Anton Drive. Oh, I didn't say that. You said 2010. But it's oh, it's my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Northwest, uh, N-W-E-C dot E-D-U. E-D-U. They could find our webpage or they could find us on Facebook at Northwest Educational Center or Instagram at nwec.studentlife. And you know what? He was telling um, 
David earlier that TikTok is where it's at now. TikTok yeah, is t- TikTok's where it's at. TikTok. <laughs> right now we're we're on TikTok Live. Oh really? Hey. No, no, no. <laughs> we gotta show the She's people we're on TikTok hey. Live. Hey. <laughs> Love me some TikTok. <laughs> yep. Let me some TikTok. All right. I know. (laughs) Yeah. There's a whole lot of money. I know I spend a lot of money on TikTok shop. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get off of that thing. It's addictive. (laughs) It's addictive for sure. Well, we appreciate you, Mr. Sanchez. I remember her, uh, Marissa. Yes. Saying that, Mr. Sanchez. Mr. Sanchez. Well, man, it's a pleasure to be out here, and anything the prison show has going on, Northwest Educational Center will always support the prison show. If y'all have any events, Northwest Educational Center will come out and stand alongside the prison show because we believe in what y'all do for the community and for the people. And just know, hey, we're locked in. We're going to keep rolling until the wheels fall off. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I believe we have, oh, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. Linda sent you something. <laughs> uh, let's see. We were supposed to have um, Chavis. 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 <laughs> I asked Stephanie to go in and t- you, y'all talk about you, what you were talking about before the show. She's got her weddings and different things going on. And then I guess uh, Linda sent you a story about uh, David David oh. and Peggy. Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, Linda didn't send me anything. Okay. This coming, or not this coming, Saturday, February the 3rd, Houston Peace and Justice Center is hosting an in-person memorial for Dave Atwood and Peggy Atwood. It's going again. It's going to be Saturday, February the third, from two to four p.m. at the Houston Mennonite Church, one two three one Wirt Road. That's W I R T Houston seven seven zero five five, and we will announce it again next week. Um, in case uh, anyone didn't get that down. But you should always have your pen and paper ready to go. Ready to go. All right. And now we have um, Stephanie. Are you getting up? (laughs) And we're switching seats. We're switching seats. We have a lot um, that's been going on. In um, several programs on uh, death row, the faith-based program courses, Bridges to Life, Voyager, the Quest for Authentic Manhood. Yes, I'm. You need authentic men. <laughs> I'm scowling at that one. Uh, the Truth Project, Overcomers, Anger Management, Beyond Success, and Conflict Resolution. So there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, on death row. I agree. Uh, yes. I'm yes. a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie's a little biased. Her um, husband is Gary, and he's actually one of the field ministers that help out on death row and at SEG on 12 building. Correct. Polunsky. Pretty powerful. 
Uh, yes, I imagine you are. I would be proud of them yes. too. So, um, I guess um, we were talking earlier about TikTok and how it has blown up recently. Yes. Like I said, I spend way too much on the TikTok shop, and a lot of people are using that as a tool. You mm-hmm. use it because you are a wedding officiant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. No, yeah, I actually came across TikTok on accident. So, you know, on Facebook, you have to pay for advertisement. Yes. And on TikTok, you can do it for free. And everybody's on TikTok. So I posted like one flyer about doing weddings. And all of a sudden, I had a lot of information a lot of weddings scheduled so it's Uh, nice a lot of weddings yes and then you know the events that we do and stuff I'm able to get that information out there and um so it's nice yeah yeah and I know that you're planning to have an event yes Yes. on um March 30th we're having a Polensky um well it's a family Easter event for incarcerated family members to come out at the Matthews Park Pavilion in Livingston Texas it's free we're gonna have food and um you know Easter hunt and snow cones and all kinds of fun stuff there so snow cones yes (laughs) well we had the bowling event and I think that after the fact, I had a f- quite a few people mention that they didn't have enough time to prepare. So to be able to, you know, get their visits in the right place, because, you know, we can schedule like s- five, six weeks out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll get the word out now to make sure everybody has an opportunity to come if they would like. But yes, yeah, snow cones, face painting. It's going to be a really fun day. Wow. Face painting, snow cones. Food. Food. Fun for all. We're going to have uh, 10,000 Easter eggs. So I don't even know if we're going to have enough people for 10,000 Easter eggs. But 10, I have 10,000 Easter eggs, yes. Easter eggs. Yes. Who's, are you, are you, it's a, uh, actually, somebody donated the Easter eggs, but they asked to remain anonymous. So we're going to leave them anonymous, but we're thankful for their donation. That That is great. And now yes. when you say Easter eggs, you don't mean... I'm talking about the plastic eggs full of candy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in Louisiana, you know, dipping them and yes. dyeing them. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision. I'm like, that's a a lot of hard boiled eggs there. Girl. I think a lot of people have moved away from doing that now. <laughs> in you know group situations like that. Yeah, clearly I'm old because I haven't been around it. Well, I used to do that when I was younger too. It was pretty fun, but I don't know if I could. Uh, die and boil 10,000 Easter eggs. That's a lot of work right there. That's why my eyes got really big. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no. You're going to what? Nope, there's gonna, they're full of um, candy and toys. Candy so there's a few toys. little toys in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Who's going to stuff them? Um, they are stuffed. So they're actually coming pre-stuffed. Well, the majority of them are coming pre-stuffed, and then I will probably be the one stuffing them. I know I did last year. So last year I did 5,000 Easter eggs, and I stuffed them all myself individually. But it's okay. I like doing the work. <laughs> wow, girl. <laughs> it's all right. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, so we have that going on. We have the uh, memorial for David Atwood. We have that going on. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying, we have, I'm trying to see how much time we have left. Um, Okay, so 
what we were saying um, is uh, Rudy Madrano had sent me um, some information about death row news that, you know, a big thank you to the field ministers who lead the death row faith-based program, uh, Solly Troop and Gary, along with the... Well, Solly's home now. Congratulations. Yeah. With the praise and worship team, um, Chaplain Guy, Carlos, Mm -hmm. with all the ministry volunteers and sponsors, he said, "Death Row will never be the same again." And he's he's been there for a, a little a little bit. Nice. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, he says uh, congratulations to Phil Minister Solly for making um, parole and something big. Uh, group recreation has come to Texas Death Row. It has come. And we never thought that we would ever see the... Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. So um, I know everyone was looking forward to that. There was a Christmas party on Death Row. Mm-hmm. There was. There was, a. I mean, so many things are, are just... Okay, now we're getting the wrap up. <laughs> he gave me the fist and I don't... Think All right, we're going to scoot on over to Abe, and I know Abe has so much to tell us. Hey, Abe. Well, good evening, everybody, and I'm sorry we missed Shavas. Hope he's doing okay tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I hope he is, too. So let's just roll right into it. I guess I'll start with some, some good news. I think we talked about this a little bit. Before, but you know, Ivan Cantu is next up on the Texas uh, scaffold, so to speak, with uh, an execution date at the end of February. But he's got Sister Helen Prejean, the uh, author of the book Dead Man Walking and other books, uh, out there advocating for him. So hopefully that's going to raise some uh, new attention to his the questions of, of innocence in his case. And, you know, there's a campaign going on right now to put pressure on the, on the, the, uh, uh the, the prosecutor to pull back the execution date and to look at the new evidence and all of that. So we're encouraging people to get involved with that and help stop that next scheduled execution. And I'm sorry to say that I don't have any other positive news to share, but I'm going to just uh, run it down here. Uh, maybe it'll be positive. In Idaho today, there was a clemency hearing for a guy named Thomas Creech. He's 73 years old. He's been on death row since uh, 94 for a crime committed in 81. Uh, but, you know, he's even got prison guards testifying for him today at the Idaho Parole Commission. And they haven't made a determination yet, so we're going to see what happens. But that's a possible bit of good news. And we're asking people to watch the video. Um, it went out in our email today. and It'll be up on our social media in the morning uh, at the Call the Action Facebook page and Twitter and all that. Um, you can watch this little come and see video and send an email to the parole board uh, in Idaho. So we're going to be encouraging that. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, in Utah, hasn't had an execution for a number of years. Suddenly they're asking for a, uh, a firing squad execution date, again, for a guy who's been on death row for decades, since the 1980s. Um, you know, you'd think we could just throw away the key if we can't 
we can't uh, give them the grace of, of the possibility of clemency, then, you know, but that's what they're doing is they're setting up more executions. In fact, in West Virginia and in Iowa, we have uh, into, uh, bills to reintroduce the death penalty. You know, Iowa was the uh, abolishes death penalty in in 1964, and West Virginia uh, uh, also in the 1960s haven't had the death penalty. And now, uh, the difference, of course, is that. Um, You've got in West Virginia, the Speaker of the House in leadership is introducing the bill, and that makes it a little bit more of a threat. So we're all looking carefully at that and how we can help prevent the reintroduction of the death penalty in West Virginia. In Iowa, they're looking at, um, uh, there's an interesting thing in that one, and it comes sort of out of what we've been seeing with prosecutors, actually, we've seen them in Texas, we've seen them in Florida, we've seen them in Ohio, prosecutors saying, I'm not going to seek the death penalty anymore. Well, now this bill that they've got in in Iowa actually includes a, a clause to uh, allow the attorney general to override any uh, you know, district attorneys that don't do what the AG, what the state attorney general wants them to do. It's pretty outrageous. So we're keeping an eye on that. Um, what else has happened? Well, you know, last week, a week ago today, uh, in uh, the, the federal government, the attorney general, uh, the, the United States Department of Justice announced that they're going to seek the death penalty for Peyton Gendron, the, the guy that shot up the supermarket in, in Buffalo. Uh, we've been working, a lot of people have been putting pressure, a lot of people, a lot of the victim family members, a lot of the communities that are impacted. All the victims in that case were African-American um, and so many different groups saying don't seek the death penalty. And yet they've decided that they are going to seek the death penalty, which, as we know, especially with federal cases, is a roll of the dice. And it's very unlikely that they'll even win a death sentence, and if they do, that will have to be carried out. So they're going to waste that money and keep the victim families just, you know, plodding on with that pain. So now we get to talk about Alabama. Alabama is the next execution coming up in the country next Thursday. Got him, Kenny Smith. And the thing about Kenny Smith, he, you know, they tried to execute him in November of 2022. And for hours, had him on a gurney, poking him, cutting him down, trying to get an IV started, and they couldn't do it, so they had to give up. And that resulted in a, a pause while the Department of Corrections in Alabama re-investigated itself, <laughs> didn't find anything wrong. But what they did do is say, we need more time. So they, now the, the window of time for an execution to be carried out in Alabama is is 30 hours. But the thing about Kenny Smith is that he's always had this fear of needles. He asked for execution by nitrogen hypoxia, which when that option was put forth, you know, they didn't have a mechanism to do it. Well, now apparently they do. And next week, next Thursday, the 25th, we could see the experimental first ever execution using nitrogen gas. There's going to be um, a, a mask put on his face and they're going to pump him full of nitrogen instead of oxygen. And that, that will kill him. And the question is, will he have a stroke in the middle of it? Will he vomit in the middle of it? Will he have a, a, a um, 
seizure. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and on top of that, if the mask somehow, if some part of the apparatus comes loose, other people, corrections officers or the spiritual advisor, Reverend Dr. Jeff Hood, will be his spiritual advisor in the death chamber with him. Um, however, if it comes, if the mass comes loose and nitrogen gas uh, gets uh, gets out, then it's possible that that could impact the other people around. In fact, Jeff had to sign a waiver saying that he understood that he could be killed in the process of providing uh, spiritual guidance and support to Kenny Smith. So we're watching to see what happens with that. Um, you know. Uh, it's amazing the leadership that we're seeing out of Alabama from a group called Project Hope to Abolish the Death Penalty, which is, I think, the only anti-death penalty organization in the country that's actually led by prisoners on death row. The prisoners on death row are the board of directors, and they call the shots, and it's it's pretty amazing to watch that group work, and they've got a, you know people on the outside that help them. But it's but it is run by the prisoners, and and they have asked us, Death Penalty Action, to come help them. Uh, we'll be putting together a we've got a number of petitions on our webpage at deathpenaltyaction.org that people can sign, and we'll be doing a petition delivery with a coalition of over twenty Alabama organizations on Tuesday. We'll be live streaming that for people who want to watch on the on our various social media channels. Um, so you've got that coming up. Uh, the other thing about that case, which is so strange, is that uh, if Kenny Smith was on trial today, they would not be able to seek the death penalty because or they wouldn't be able to get it because he had a recommendation that was not unanimous. Yet, and jury overrides were made illegal in Alabama in, Alabama in 2017. So under today's law, they could not give him a death penalty, and yet here we are. They're going to try to execute him for the second time. It's really outrageous. Um, and that's, you know, that's what's going on there. Uh, let's see. I think I'm coming up on my time. I do want to mention, in addition to the event on, on Tuesday, there'll also be another event on Monday. And then, of course, the execution vigils will be on Thursday. Finally, I want to say we've also, and you can find this on our social media, launched a campaign against uh, Dr. Joseph Antognini, who is uh, a physician out of California who seems to be the state's go-to guy on trying to get courts to say that's okay about execution methods. He testified for the state of Alabama in December. And in any case, we're, we've got a campaign to send emails and, and phone calls and such to the California Medical Board and ask them to investigate him and remove his medical license because of his violations of uh, not just the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm, but also, you know, he's basically running up against uh, policy positions of various medical associations that he is a part of. So those are the things that we're up to. That's what's happening right now. And, you know, unless there's any questions, I'll see you in two weeks. Well, we still have a few more minutes for you. Uh, anything else? Oh, gosh. Well, it uh, looked like my time was up at, uh, oh, I guess I have 15 minutes. I thought I was at 10. Okay, well, I wrapped that that part up. I, I, I should say uh, there is some, well, here is some other good news. Uh, again, we have death penalty abolition bills moving in uh, 
in Pennsylvania and Ohio. When I say moving, they're alive. We expect to see them move forward, but not until after the primary elections, which in Ohio are in in March. Uh, and of course, you know, nobody wants to to get down on on, on uh, policy issues like this, especially if they're on our side of it. Uh, while they're facing an election to so see what happens with the primary. And, of course, that's a, a big deal in Ohio because there was a bit of a of a coup and a split between the Republicans. And that's the thing about Ohio, totally Republican-dominated. And you, we have a, 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 a living bill to abolish the death penalty. So we're going to see what happens because the Republicans split in order to elect a Speaker of the House that was a bit more moderate and that upset people. So some of our supporters who are Republicans are getting primaried uh, and may not be on the ballot. And anyway, we're going to be watching that, but, but we anticipate that especially in Ohio and maybe in Pennsylvania, those bills could pass. Uh, in addition to uh, those things, we have some, some great events coming up in uh, in Georgia. They're, they're running a journey of hope from violence to healing. That was, you know, we talked about Dave Atwood and Peggy Atwood, and um, and uh, I wish there was a way I could get down there for the memorial on the third, uh, and maybe I'll pop in there. But we'll, but but what I want to say is that Dave and Peggy were great supporters of the journey of hope from violence to healing. We did a number of speaker tours led by murder victim family members opposed to the death penalty. And uh, that organization has continued and uh, they're doing a tour in Georgia starting in a week uh, uh, next Friday. And uh, we'll be part of that as well. Uh, And then they're doing some, some uh, similar activities are being scheduled in uh, in South Carolina, you know, so activism is alive and well. And, and like I said, we've got a coalition of more than 20 organizations that are speaking out and getting ready to do a big rally in Alabama on, uh, on, on, on Tuesday this week. So even in places like Alabama, uh, or Texas, you know, there's, there's activism that's alive and well, and people are doing the work to make sure that our policymakers know that there's opposition of the death penalty. And that's what we can all do is stand up and make sure that our legislators know what we think. And then, you know, get out there and be a part of uh, educating the public about why uh, the death penalty is a bad public policy. And earlier when you mentioned Jeff in regards to the Alabama execution, that was Jeff Hood, correct? Correct. Reverend Dr. Jeff Hood is, you know, he was in the death chamber um, four times in 2023, twice in Oklahoma, once in Alabama, and once in Texas with Arthur Brown. And, um, you know, uh, it's it's amazing the work that he's doing and the support he's providing to different people that are facing execution. Uh, And now, you know, he had to he to, he's apparently taking a risk uh, going into that death house, uh, that death chamber uh, in order to be there for a prisoner on his way out. And I guess I do want to say that's the other thing is, is the, the torture that we're asking that the state is putting this guy through knowing that they really don't know how it's going to go down. And he already has experienced the Alabama Department of Corrections failing to carry through with their execution. So we know he's not doing well. In fact, he's been in the infirmary this week quite a bit, 
uh, with some, you know, uh, vomiting and a lot of uh, hypertension and, 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 and just, you know, I mean, what would you be like if you knew you were going to get ready to be executed and you knew that they really don't know what they're doing? Uh, it's going to be a mess and we're hoping we can stop it in the courts. Uh, there was a hearing today at the 11th circuit court of appeals, uh, on, on these issues. Um, and you know, we'll see where it goes. And we'll keep hoping for the best, of course. And we, there was a great piece on Ivan Cantu that came out in the Texas observer today. So we have that posted, um, on several places, uh, I think I shared it with you, Abe. Did I? Uh, I'm going to look for that. Um, I, I have not seen that yet, but I've been so busy with other Absol- things. Yeah, right. I'm going to go look for that now. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Abe, and we look forward to your report in a couple weeks. Okay. Everybody take care. Thank Stay you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You're listening to KPFT Houston. Support for KPFT and The Prison Show is provided by the Cohen Parole Law Team. For almost 40 years, Gary Cohen has helped to represent incarcerated individuals throughout Texas obtain parole and fight parole revocations. We protect those who have fallen short of perfection from the wrath of those who believe they have attained it. More information about Gary Cohen and his associates, Alan Bennett and Gene Anthus, can be found on their website at parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. All right, and now it's time for the best part of the show, the calls. Let's skip on down to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. First of all, I just want to um, say bless you all for doing this show. Thank and you. second of all, you're welcome. And second of all, I want to do a shout out to my husband. <clears throat> Let me get over here. Um, babe, I love you. And I guess uh, if you can't call me tomorrow, y'all get ready to do a shout out to Joseph. <laughs> Um, and just think of all these good moments of me able to call the prison show to give these shout outs to you and Joseph, um, keep a smile for tomorrow, my King. Good night and sweet dreams. Love you, King. I can't wait. You're hearing it's getting so close a few more weeks and hopefully you get a good answer yes you're coming home i'm gonna claim that but i love you sweet dreams um joseph i love you son and we'll see you son stay out of trouble and um do good son because we're all waiting for you all right i love you son hold on here here be quiet you don't want to? Uh, yeah. Love you. Good night, brother. Good night, Gucci. Um, hope y'all uh, co And I wrote to Win last night. Yeah. And I'll be sending you some money. Love you. Good night. Tell tell Theo bye, baby. Say, they love you. Mama, you. Oh, oh, good night. Say good night, Theo. Good night, Theo. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, Papa. We love you, Papa and Theo. Freedom Boys and my dad, Intro Salazar. Hey, what y'all know about the Salazars? <laughs> Girl. All right. Good night. Love y'all. Thank y'all, y'all. Y'all have a blessed night. Y'all too. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. And now, Caitlin. This is a shout out for Beto Garza in Polonsky. Hey boo, how are you? I hope that you're in good health and spirits, staying safe and that there's a smile on your handsome face. As for me, all is okay. I'm in work at the moment and it has been a pretty chilled out shift so far. So fingers crossed the rest of it goes the same way. Um, it's absolutely so cold here at the moment. Um, even this morning when I was leaving for work, I had to go in and kind of defrost my car. So I got like warm water, put it over the windscreen, but I had to go and get in a second lot of a jug of water to do it. 
And by the time I came back, it was nearly like icing up again. So yeah, it's pretty chilly. Um, but there is no snow. Um, it's just cold. Um, other than that, everything is good. I buddy is doing good, and I am going up to him tomorrow when I finish work, and I am going to give him loads of carrots and make sure he's okay. But yeah, he's been minded really, really well. And Daytona is at home, and she, I'm sure, she is snuggled into her blankets. Um, other than that, yeah. I'm going to write you a JPay tomorrow. And yeah, please know that you're my heart, thoughts and prayers. And know that I'm sending you big hugs and kisses. So good night, sweet dreams and stay safe. And to everybody at the prison show, a big, big thank you for making this happen. All right. And now Anne Jeanette on line three. Hi, Danny. How are you doing? Doing good. How about you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. How was your day? It was, it was one of those days, let me tell you. But I know. It's Friday, though. <laughs> I know, yes. My day off. I had one of those days today, too. So I get it. Um, I want to give a shout out to my puffin, my love, my M, my husband, my everything. I love you so much. This is for Big Will at the Polensky unit. I love you, baby. I miss you. I just got off the phone with you, but I miss you so much. I'm going to miss you because I can't see you tomorrow. But I'll be thinking about you. I love you. I love you so very much. And thank you so much for today. You definitely have my heart, my love. Um, I can't wait to see you again. You take care. Think about me. Know that I'm thinking about you. I'm loving you 9,000 right now. I'm so in love with you, baby. I'm so, so in love with you. I love you so much. God bless you. I love you. I'm madly in love with you. Pray, my love. Pray for us. Pray for our family. Just continue to pray because God definitely listens. Um, I want to give a shout-out to some of the guys on Life Pro. Blaine. I haven't heard from you. I don't think Blaine likes me anymore. He hasn't written me back. So write me back, Blaine. Um, Bubba, Bethel, hola, Bethel, como estas? Mark, Woody, Eric, Debo, and, of course, Kangaroo. Prayers for Kangaroo. Um, Definitely keep your head up. Know that we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. Everything's going to go well. I know it. Um, a very special shout-out to the Fat Swag crew on the Polensky unit. Much love from Big Will. Big, big hugs. Y'all know what it is. Hug life, his life. God bless you all. Have a good night. Stay warm. And y'all be cool. Um, thank you so much, Danny. David, Linda, everyone at the prison show for doing this and allowing us to reach out to our loved ones after hours. Greatly appreciate it. You guys be careful. Take care. And good night. Good night, Anjanette. Have a great weekend. Okay, and now we have Manuela. 
Hi, this is my shout out to my beloved husband, Mr. Robert Robertson. Hi, baby. I do hope and pray that you are all right, that you are healthy and happy, my love. I want you to know that I'm always thinking of you, my love. Baby, I love you, even if I don't see you every day. My love for you is more and more in every single day. Forever and always, my love. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. And I miss you like crazy. My love, I promise to always be there for you. We are a team, you and me. I am on your side to support you to build you up when you are feeling down. I am here to encourage you and to cheer you, to be your best friend and to love you. My heart is and always will be yours. And I'm always yours and only yours. And I've always and forever will be. You are the one and only in my life. And I love you more than my life, baby. You are my big, big love. The one and only big, great love of my life. My true love. And I never want to lose you, baby. My love, for today I say goodbye. I need you to survive. I want you. I love you. And I miss you like crazy baby and I do hope and pray that we will see very soon again. Good night baby, sweet and blessed dreams to you. I love you, love you, love you, love you. Good night baby, hugs and big, big, big kisses to you. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go up to Christy on line two, because I think she got, her line was bad, or, hey, Christy. Hello. I would like to tell um, my Motu um, how much I love him, that I miss you. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you're laughing at me right now. <laughs> but... Oh. oh, well, y'all are really, <laughs> y'all are, okay, well, let's go, um, do we have Christy's number that we could call her? Okay, then let's go to Carmelo. Well, let's see if this is her. Or, hey, Carmelo. Yep. Hello? Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Uh, thank you for giving up your Friday for me and all the other families. Um, hope you're staying warm and safe. I'd like to say hello to um, two people. Uh, Marcus Mullins. He's at... Um, where is he? Montgomery County Jail. 
Um, just hope everything's going okay for you and the, you're staying positive. Um, just let, want you to know that you are loved and we haven't forgotten about you. Um, hope you're staying warm and hope your case is pro- progressing. Um, haven't heard from Rebel lately, but I hope he's doing okay. I don't know if you know that um, Dee Dee uh, went to heaven. So just keep uh, Rebel in your thoughts and prayers. And um, you take care of yourself. And um, my second shout out is to my nephew. I can't. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting his name. Um, oh boy, Bradley Leland Aiken. He is somewhere in the TVCJ system. I haven't gotten the courage enough to call and talk to his mother. She still has not replied to my text messages, so I don't know if that's by choice or if uh, her phone number has changed, but I'm going to call uh, his sister, my niece, this weekend to see if I can get in contact with his mother. But I hope you're doing all right, Bradley. I want you to know that you're not forgotten, uh, that you are loved. And hearing my thoughts and prayers, um, I um, I also uh, pray for your victim's family and your victim. Um, there's a church that I go to um, for homeless people that um, has a, a gun violence memorial, and I always stop there and think of you and say a prayer for you and for your victims, victim and family. But I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're well. Um, please stay warm. It's freezing. I guess I've uh, lost my acclimation to cold weather because it's cold. Either that or else my blood thinners are keeping my blood really thin because I get cold very easily where I used to be hot natured. But I just want to let you know that you are loved and um, don't forget that. Please don't forget that. And I hope to see you sometime in the near future. Take care of yourself. Keep your head up and do what you need to do. I love you, Bradley. Okay, thank you, Prison Show. You guys stay warm and enjoy your weekend. You and too. Thank you again for what you do. Thank you. You stay warm too. Oh well. Good night. Good night. Okay, now Mike Lewis. Before we go to Mike, I'd like to remind you it was Mike's birthday. Did in. I think we should probably sing him happy birthday. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you don't look excited about it there, Danny. <laughs> you waiting on me to start? Hey, Mike's been a big part of the show for a long time. He, he.
He has been. He's been <laughs> a very big part of the show. It's it's just like that. Um, I have issues. <laughs> we all have issues. Yes, we do. All but of this us. issue is Mike's it's, Mike's birthday. It's Mike's. <laughs> Is that a cake? It's a blow-up cake. <laughs> it's a blow-up cake. I was like, what is that? Yep. Okay. It's got two candles on it, and I know he's older than two. So. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Mike. We love you, brother. Yes, happy birthday, Mike. Hello, this is Mysterious Mike doing his shout-outs for the prison show. Here's my shout-outs. The guys of Texas, Guy Alexander, Jamie Cuppett, Stephen Russell, Stephen McGee. Shout-out for Philip Perez. Uh, Lucy and Michelle want me to do a shout-out for Paul. Shout-out for Yovan. Shout-out for Matt, Thomas, Edward Rees, Adam Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Shout-out for Oz. Shout-out for uh, Haas. Uh, Tasha wants me to do a shout-out for Payday. Shout out to Bill R. Sims. Special shout out to Clarence Lee Bowman. Shout out to Raymond Lee Cart. And you can continue to write in care of Mysterious Mike for uh, with David Collingsworth. And I uh, just enjoyed my uh, 62nd birthday. Whoop de doo. I just turned 62. And now back to the prison show. So that's where the two candles came in, 62. He, 62. he didn't have enough room on the cake to put the other 60. Where on earth do you find a blow-up birthday cake? I don't know, but Mike found one, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. At least it wasn't something else that was blowed up. Uh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> and now we have Miss Shirley. Hi, Miss Shirley. Hello. How are you? Hey, everyone. Just fine. I'm calling to do a shout out to Blaine. Hope you're doing well. You sound like you was whenever I talked to you today. Didn't seem so down, which I'm glad. And uh, I'm glad. Uh, hope everything's going well with you. I do a shout out to Big Will, Beto, Eric, Mark. And I still don't know how to say that last name. Moe? Maui? M-O-I? Moy. <laughs> Sorry. It's Moy. Is it Moy? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, I'll give a shout-out to them. I want the whole person know that I have been praying for everyone. I pray for everyone. And I pray for you, too, Blaine. As I know you do for me. So, hopefully I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Love and miss you very much. Be glad when I get a car so I can come see you. But I want to thank y'all for being here for, for us. And I appreciate it. Hope y'all enjoy your weekend. Well, same to you, Miss Shirley. Hope you enjoy yours. Okay, thank you. All right, now we have Julie. How are y'all doing? How are y'all doing today? Doing good. How are y'all you? Doing okay today? Doing good. Doing great. Um, I want to do a shout out to 
my love, um, Tommy at the Michael unit. And I want to, um, uh, everything's going good around the house. Um, it's been really cold outside. Um, it's just been very, 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 very cold, you know, just very cold. And I wanted to let you know that I love you. I love you very, very much. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, you'll be home soon. And, and I hope you're staying safe. And I'm praying for you. And, uh, Love you with all my heart, and I miss you. And um, I didn't hear from you tonight, so hopefully tomorrow I'll hear from you tomorrow. So I hope you're doing okay. Love you, and I miss you. Um. So uh, you have a, you have a sweet dreams. Good night, sweetheart. Love you. So, y'all have a good night. You too, Julie. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, how about we get back to Christy? I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I don't think I can get through it without crying. So, I just want to tell Cedric that I love him so much that I miss him. And um, I will talk to him tomorrow and to just manifest good things, honey. Okay? I love you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Christy. Bye. Oh, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> oh, big hugs to you, Christy. Okay, let's go to Nadine. Danny. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Nadine? Are you doing good? I'm, I'm super good. Super good. <laughs> good. Yes. And I hope my husband is not sleeping. He, he don't want to hear me tonight. He hear me too much today. <laughs> so anyway, I have to call him to tell him that I love him. Can you hear me, Big Boo? Yeah, I don't know. I think the guy is sleeping, Danny. <laughs> But I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm full of joy. Um, everything was okay in the in the court. So I think I want to thank all the lawyers, all the Texas Defender Service who were there. Uh, Catherine, she's a wonderful lawyer. And, I, you know, I've never seen something like that. I'm, I was surprised to be for the first time in the court and looking and hearing what I was hearing. It's surprising. I, I want to thank uh, a lot, Sophia Moho, but most of all, our dear Linda, who, who never, never, never let me alone, and she was really... Are you there? Hey, Nadine. Okay, it still shows she's on the air. So I think it's something. David, what did you do? 
<laughs> I haven't done nothing. <laughs> it was like I didn't do anything. That's probably hard, Colin. Okay, let us go to Clarence on line two. Hey, Clarence. Can you hear me? I sure can. Well, I hope everybody's doing well. Staying out of this cold like I'm doing. So everybody down there on the Pulaskin that walk styles on it. Hope all y'all brothers doing well. Still smiling. You know, it's, I'm still taking it one day at a time. And everybody at the station, Mike and all of y'all, hope y'all had a wonderful New Year and Christmas holidays. I got a blessing. I got all expensive paid to couples for three weeks. I went out and to the city by the sea and enjoyed myself. Ate so much enchiladas and shrimp and lobster till it was the same, so, till they ran me away. But I want you to know I'm still thinking about y'all, man. Praying for y'all every day. Y'all stay strong. Keep your hands to yourself. I miss all you brothers, but I ain't letting it come back. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just thought I'd call in tonight. I'm not full of this medication, so I was laying at work, so I told my dog I said, I'm going to call prison, so... (laughs) She rolled over and looked at me and kept on watching TV. <laughs> yeah. Y'all take care. Know what I'm thinking about y'all. Thank you, Clarence. All right, y'all too. Bye-bye. Okay, we have some open lines. 713 Again, 713-526-5738, option number two. Now we have Miss Lydia. Hi, Miss Lydia. Hi there. Hi there, Danny, Linda, David. Uh, We're here in the Rio Grande Valley where it's a little bit cool. We miss the sun, of course, but uh, we're good. We're good. And um, I want to thank my son for the lovely card he sent me today. And I want to tell him that we're good. And uh, I send him a message today. Hopefully he'll get it by Monday. And I'll be watching or I'll be going over to Tina's tomorrow, God willing. Uh, She's having a barbecue and watching the... The games tomorrow, the two football games. And I'll be going over to Tia Rosa's early in the morning to have some cake. She got a cake yesterday for her birthday, and uh, I'm sure she's going to share it with me. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Tia Gracie is going to be going over to Amanda's Mijo tomorrow, and they're going to be barbecuing over at Amanda's. So that's nice that they're going to, Tia Juan and Tia Gracie will be going over there tomorrow to Amanda's. Okay. I love you and I miss you. Uh, My saludos to the guys, to uh, William Spear, to Big Lou, 
Rudy, Juan, Eric, Lane, Artie, Moises, Roderick, Ivan, and uh, Mark. I want to send my saludos to you guys. and know that you're thought of and in our prayers. And uh, Big Lou, if you're listening, I did receive your message. And I forward it over to uh, send it to Beto. And uh, know that you're thought of always. Okay? Good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night, Miss Lydia. Bye. Okay, now we have Patricia on line one. Hey, well, this message is also for Humberto Garza. <laughs> hey, amigo. Uh, like your mom said, Amanda will be going, uh, will be, yeah, Gracie will be going to Amanda's, which is really good. Um, we're doing okay, Mijito, like your mom said, it's cold. We're supposed to get some rain um, tomorrow night. Um, no, I think it's Sunday night to Monday, and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But we're all okay. I think my, my tree, my framboyan made it through the little trees there. Um, my papaya tree didn't make it. <laughs> Your tío says it did, but I don't think it did. Um, anyhow, we're doing good. Everything's good, mijo. Um, my health is good. Um, the only thing I noticed, mijo, is that like, I bruise a lot, but I get that from the blood thinner. But anyway... I'm doing good. I love you, Miko. I miss you. Um, I got a lot of Valley Lemons uh, from one of my clients' house. Uh, tomorrow we will be going in the morning, your Theo and I, to Jeff's um, orchard over here, Grandma's, um, and pick some oranges so before they, you know, hopefully they didn't mess up with the freeze. But, and yeah, I'm going to be going to Tina's also. Um, your deal says I need to become a, a Texan fan now instead of a Dallas Cowboy fan. I don't know how that's going to go. But anyway, um, I root for the Texans when I'm with him because got to be supportive. But, man, the Cowboys really messed up. <laughs> um, I bet your primo is like, what happened? Aaron would say, next year, Mom, next year, we're going. It never happened. <laughs> Me going here now, and, and the Cowboys haven't gone yet. <laughs> but I'm good, Mijito. Of course, I miss Aaron. Yesterday was a bad day, but it, that happens. I love you, Mijo. I miss you. Um. Good night, guys. Good night, Patricia. Okay, now we have Jennifer. Hi, Betito. I just heard Dia Patty, so I'm sure um, you get a lot of calls, so that's really good. But I know I haven't called in a while, and I just wanted to say hello. Um, I started school again about two weeks ago, so I've been... Um, pretty busy this semester. I actually start my clinical um, rotations with the psych um, MP, and so I'm doing um, clinicals four days a week, 
and um, today was my day off, so I just kind of caught up with stuff. But um, uh, I know it was really cold in the valley, and it was even colder here. I think it got down to like 15 degrees here, 12, 12 degrees. And I know in the Houston area it was pretty cold, too, because um, we talked to Amanda. Um, but we're all doing really well. Um, Alyssa started back at school this semester. She's taking biology and ethics. And um, just keep her in your prayers. She was having a lot of anxiety just going back to school. Um, but I just wanted to call and say hello, and I pray that you're doing well. And um, just um, hi to Rudy, and um, I just pray that you guys have a good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jennifer. Whoa. All right, and I think Stephanie has something... Oh, yes. So I am going to be speaking on behalf of Gloria. She said she is in New York City right now in the snow and cold weather. Oh. So she's uh, most likely going to bed. She's exhausted, been running around all day. But she wanted me to uh, tell her friends at death row, I send greetings as I'm looking at all the snow here in New York City. Spider, she wants you to call her. And y'all have a visit on Saturday, on Tuesday. I apologize, Tuesday. Let's not get that confused. Yeah, no. Um, Eric, Kathy, I just got your e-message and will respond when I get home and warm on Monday. Give my love to Nanan Williams. Thanks, Gloria. Good night. I think it's pronounced Nanan. Nanan. Yeah. Nanan. Nanan. Nanan Williams. I've heard it Nanan. Well, I've just heard how Franz pronounces it, but I guess he's from Holland, so it's a little bit different. Oh, that's true. He does pronounce it. Yeah. All right. Hey, Linda, do you want to give your shout outs? I'm a little bit. Is that it? What happened? She said, can you turn me on? I said, I don't know. Can I? (laughs) You know what? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, I'd like to say a real special shout out to Eugene Broxton. I enjoyed so much sitting through your hearing. It was wonderful. Um, I I think that everything is going to go in your favor. I really feel that good about it. I just can't believe all the wrong that they did to you and... Um, I I really believe the judge saw that too because there is no DNA that that they can find of yours. So I think it's great. Anyway, um, now I want to say some shout outs to Coy Lawrence, Bobby Woods Jr., Will Spear, Franklin Davis, William F. Owen Sr., Paul DeVoe, Lucky Ward, Jaime Cole, Brian Davis, Samuel Solomon, Bill Sims, Curtis Robertson, Miller L., Miller, I haven't heard from you in, about your list, so just let me know. Robert Roberson, uh, Robert will be seeing you. David and I are going to see you on a Thursday this coming week. Carrie Allen, Troy Glover, Robert Satterfield, and you. And another hello to Eugene Broxton. Good night, guys. Have a great week. All right. Now, I've already said my hellos to... My biggest fan. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, we we 
we kind of messed up the um, advisory, but I'm sure we'll make up for it. I can get. I could go ahead and play it real quick. Go ahead and play it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm real sorry I messed that up too. So yeah, there, there was something already playing on a computer when as soon as I hit the button, everything went whack. Wow, and that's the highlight of my week. <laughs> it really is. Well, like I said, I can play it for you if you want me to. <laughs> I should. Oh, Linda oh, says I should. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners should be aware that the following program contains language and audio images which may be found disturbing and may not be suitable for your snotty-nosed little brat who probably cusses like a sailor behind your back anyway. Parental discretion is advised. I love that thing. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm, I'm swinging my pen with my pink pom-pom around going, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I did. She's pole dancing. I am. We're picking on you. That came from Linda. I ain't yeah, not. she 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 loves him. She loves him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Linda's something else tonight. She she, she wants is. to get turned on and she's loving folks and I mean. I didn't ride with her either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but y'all were someplace else before you got here, right? We were. Mm, together. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we had a good time tonight. We really did. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're still on the air. <laughs> uh, that went over the air. <laughs> Everybody knows now. <laughs> Oh my god. No, we were having dinner and my ex-boyfriend from high school slash college walked over and actually he's like he sent me a message. He's like, Is that you? I'm like, Yeah. Cause we're Facebook friends. So um yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. I was happy to uh, see him but now I want to give my shout outs someone gave me a fruit punch one of the little things that they sell on commissary and an orange I'm not sure which one I like the best I'm more of a fruit punch kind of gal that's mainly what I like <laughs> but you know what they're both they're they're both equal, so I appreciate it very much. I um did give that information, or Linda has that information that she's going to quickly get out to all the state reps and all of the uh, senators, everyone associated with prison advocacy. She's going to be typing that out and getting that out right away. But my shout-outs go out to Robert Harris, Jeff, Brett. Brett, I got your letter. Um, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with the grievance. Can you let me know? Farron, one of my best friends, Farron. Paul DeVoe, Creeper, Creeping It Real. T, hi T, uh, Big Head. Yes, Big Head, Blaine, Blaine, and Rue, 
Rue loved the article today. Absolutely loved it. She did a phenomenal job. I shared it to every platform I could think of. Uh, Moy, Leroy, Larry, J. Van Story. You know, the wind unit's having problems um, picking up our show again. So I'm not sure if Leo heard me last week. So hopefully he did. And Joe Don also. Uh, Rexalicious. Rexalicious. And Rusty at the Estelle unit. I sent you an uh, e-message. Hope you got that. And it explains a few things. So hopefully you can hear this. I know a lot of the units are having uh, difficulty again picking up the show. But we are here. Have no fear. We are here. We're. (laughs) We're. (laughs) Now... I also wanted to, um, over on death row, I know uh, a lot of people in general population have been uh, accustomed to the faith-based program, but I have a little birdie, an anonymous source, that has passed some information to me. The coordinators and mentors have been chosen. So they were chosen. So congratulations to Romero and Junior. And on team two, Rick and Perry. Is that is that big head? That's big head, I, I, I think. These unselfish men volunteered to help their fellows through the program courses which bless their own lives. So big congratulations to them. And uh, (laughs) congratulations to the Nueve Vida in Cristo. (laughs) Probably just messed that up. Uh, Students... Uh, That's the Spanish Bible study students for completing volume five. Thank you to field minister Gomez, life coach Chino, and teachers Victor and Juarez for leading the small group study for the Spanish-speaking community. We miss Daniel. Yeah. Nueva Vida in Cristo means new life in Christ. No, okay. Are you insinuating that I couldn't pronounce? <laughs> I think you, you did are- your best. I-, I did my best. You did your best, and that's what counts. I'm a coon. <laughs> well, Cajun from Louisiana. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm glad you. I didn't have to hit that button. No, you didn't. <laughs> so, um, there's been so much going on on death row for the positive the big positive well aside from everything else the group wreck um every man or woman in solitary confinement can appreciate uh that they have not had group wreck in since ellis since they were on ellis uh so this has this has become a big deal uh, a very big deal. And the 
the people were chosen, uh, let's see, 14 men for a 90-day test run. I I think they were supposed to start at the beginning of January, but it did not start then. But um, anyway, uh, I'm sure it'll go very well. Uh, but like I was saying, the group wreck, uh, they haven't had that since Ellis. And an interesting thing, it says the most dangerous, I, I, of course, I always click on articles. Uh, and it says the most, this article specifically out of uh, no insiders. Well, they don't know much because it says right here, the Ellis Unit, this horrific jail in Huntsville, Texas, originally housed Texas inmates on death row. However, after a prisoner murdered the warden and the prison farm manager in 1981 and attempted a mass escape, the death row was relocated. That they, I was like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> Where'd they get that news from? Uh, well, it, this was the most dangerous prisons in Texas. Obviously, Ellis is one of them. Polanski Unit is another one. And then, of course, it says um, this prison has been classified as one of the worst in the country. And since its, its inception, is it has housed inmates who have been designated as disruptive and violence. Disruptive and violent. Yeah. Well, not all of them are. Yeah, but I could think of something worse than Ellis. Oh, absolutely, because they, <laughs> they also have the, they have the Huntsville unit on here, too. And that's, yeah, that's Cadillac. Yeah, and so when I reposted this, to the prison show's Facebook, I did it on the with the intention because I put, I think they forgot the Styles unit, <laughs> and of course several other units, but you know Styles is always. Yeah, you got Styles, Polunsky, even East Ham's worse than the Ellis unit. Now, anyway. Or the Huntsville unit. Or the Huntsville yeah. unit. Everybody loves going to the Huntsville unit. You eat good on the Huntsville unit, and there's a lot of people go to the school there. There's a lot of trustees there. I mean, yeah, I don't know why they. Yeah. So this, no insiders know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they know nothing. <laughs> I just thought that was humorous. That's one of the yeah, reasons. That's a, that's a good laugh. <laughs> it is a good laugh, <laughs> especially when we know people that are located there, and it's like. I don't, I don't think so. Now, I will say the Ellis unit is the one that had the incident with the cold water, the um, officers spraying cold water on some of the men in the um, behaviorally challenged section of the unit. So that's never good. They shouldn't do that. It says here that it opened in 1965 and was named after Oscar B. Ellis, a former prison director of Texas, and that George Beto designed the unit, making it to be the strictest prison in the system at that time. At that time. At that time. That was 1965. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they got some old information there. <laughs> Very old. And we have early on line one. We're taking my call. Thank hi, you. Hi, this is here. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, hi, Nihal. This is here early. Hopefully you're finding yourself well. We're doing good watching TV here at the house. It's been cold. I hope you all are warm there. And um, um, hopefully it's not raining there. Uh, we are going to have another cold front uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's been pretty icy on the roads and cold. Of course, like you know, we're not used to that cold weather. Um, so we have our beanies and our sweaters. Um, but it's good for once that it's kind of chilly, I guess. Uh, that's, that was good at least uh, for Christmas we weren't wearing shorts. Um, but hopefully it's just going to be this week and then later on we'll go back to norm uh, for the hot weather. You know how it gets here in the valley, it gets very hot. Um, other than that, we're doing good. Layla started up school, back school uh, this Monday. And uh, and Raylan's doing good. Uh, she's uh, still working with that production for her for her uh, for, with a New York uh, agent. Uh, but other than that, uh, you're still sitting here on the couch. We're watching uh, a, a movie. We really don't know what we're watching because we're watching, but we don't even understand it. So we may uh, uh, turn it off and turn something, put something else on. But other than that, uh, Frank, I, I think you've been talking to Frank. He's over there in his uh, side of the house, and he, he's doing okay. Uh, my back is still shocked. I have a, an appointment in San Antonio on the 23rd because my back uh, has not been fully resolved. I have a little bad uh, pain in the back, in the lower back. Uh, so we'll be getting, I'll be getting to an MRI and some, um, an X-ray. Uh, just to see how I'm doing. But other than that, um, that's what's going on with me. But I'm well, uh, thank God. Um, I, I feel okay, uh, other than just that darn pain. Uh, but other than that, Miho, I hope you find yourself well and uh, love, send you a lot of hugs and kisses, praying for you. And I love you and miss you. Here's your deal so you can say hi. Oh, boy. Hi, Rita. Hope you're doing pretty good. I'm having a little drink at the Charme Quarter Quarterburger. So that's that. Other than that, we've been doing okay. We're we're uh, we started a patio también on the back uh, in la casa, and we've been busy as in getting whatever stuff they they need, but fix it up, and we did a storage room también, sixteen by twenty. He, they they finished it today, but we we just need the the door to it. But uh, other than that, come again, come with them. We're waiting to get just the garage door for Panisalai. So then uh, we'll be set for partying. So después te vemos como quiera ver un día. We'll see you up there. Bueno, God, God bless you, and we love you. Bye. Say bye, Mijo. A lot of hugs and kisses. Good night. Sleep tight. Keep that smile. Bye. Good night, early. Whoop. Guess I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> I was waiting for her to say something. She usually says thank you or something, right? Oh, yeah. 
But I need to get some of them over at my house. They're building patios and storage rooms. <laughs> <laughs> 16 by 20 would be real nice. Yeah. <laughs> we put all kinds of stuff in there. Yep. Add more stuff. Yeah, that's the problem, though. Whenever you get more storage, you just store more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some more stuff to put the stuff inside the stuff. But we have a storage room where Dee Dee had a five-bedroom house. I guess it was five-bedroom. But whenever we got married and we got in our little bitty place, and then we built a, th- then we bought a three-bedroom house, and all her stuff stayed in storage. So she just... It's $95 a month, and it just it sat there for seven years. <laughs> you know, mine has gone up to 111 a month. Wow. It's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm, I've got a shed outside, and it's just got a bunch of tools and junk in it. So I told her, I said, look, you got a 10 by 10, and you're only using 5 by 10 of it, so why don't you just put all your stuff out in that shed? So we need to get it moved over there. Probably save you some money. Well, she wants a Connex, but I can't see the spending the money on an extra Connex whenever we already have a shed. How about I buy a shed and put my stuff on your lot? (laughs) 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 I can put stuff inside of stuff on your stuff. You can put it out in the woods. There's a corner out there in the woods. I'll never see it. (laughs) You won't know it's there. I won't know it's there. Until I drive back there to get (laughs) Whenever you come in the gate, if you make a left, you can go down the fence line. And there's a whole lot back in there behind the trees. And I keep it mowed and everything back in there, but I, I'd never see it. I've been thinking about putting a RV trailer back there. Oh. It's just a it's just a lot. I mean, I it's always been cleared since I've been there, so I just keep mowing it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep mowing. I just keep mowing it. <laughs> But there's nothing back there. Didi goes, are we ever going to put anything back there? Well, I don't know. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to cut the grass. Well, I got a zero-turn lawnmower. I can get out there. She laughs at me because I get out there. I cut just as fast as I can. Whenever I bought that thing, I asked them. I said, well, how fast can I cut the grass? They said, how fast can you hold on? So... <laughs> I lean into that joker and it it, it cuts too. <laughs> I imagine it does. Imagine it does. Have you ever used a zero turn? Uh, no, I'm. It'll I, bounce you all over the place, man. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Uh, I'd like to stay stay interior <laughs> things. Well, they make a bubble with an air conditioner you can put on them things, like a tractor. Oh my god! Yeah, depending <laughs> on how much money you got, so. Look, it's almost time. We've had a really good show. Did you have anything else you wanted to add in the last couple of minutes? Uh, I'm sure I'll think of something when I'm driving uh, off. Probably when you're driving off. Now, I, I do have your letter on the dashboard of the truck, so don't let me forget that. Okay. I sent you the picture three times, so. I know. I thought <laughs> I had three different letters, and I'm like, the same guy sent three letters? No, it's the same. Just one letter. I thought you were telling me that he sent three different letters and i'm like well we got one i thought (laughs) i thought you'd been waiting on it for a month yes i have his um sister had contacted me said telling me that it was coming so it don't even have a postmark on it they didn't even run it through the stamps 
Yeah, we get a lot of letters. I think you could probably reuse the stamp. <laughs> it says it's a forever stamp. I am sorry, but I do not do that kind of thing. <laughs> Is that a federal <laughs> offense? There's no stamp on it. I mean, just nobody would ever know. A little bit of Elmer's glue and away you go. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, I used to collect stamps. You just soak it in some warm water and it'll I, float right to the top. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I've heard the story. That's why they started punching holes through them. Yeah. Whenever you get a postmark on it, then you put it down inside your deodorant and it'll... It'll clean it right off. Yeah. Not anymore. Because <laughs> they punch a hole in it? Because they punch a hole oh, in it. Oh, I thought they punched a hole in it to make sure you didn't have something stashed behind it. No, well, no. Back in like 07 or 08, they were probably, they started doing it because of people were washing the stamps. Hmm. They told us it was because they thought we were hiding stuff behind it. And I thought, well, all you got to do is soak the whole piece of paper then. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, that's just the way it is. All right, well, look, uh, what time is it? 10.56. Yeah, it's about that time. Uh, Converge will be coming on. And uh, I don't know, it's been a good show. Uh, Chevis did get a hold of us. He had been detained in San Antonio. He was sitting there with his computer, and the officer stopped to do a search of the car because he said that it was suspicious, and he's probably doing some kind of drugs or something. He gets detained a lot. Well, I don't know where he was stopped or what he was doing, but I mean, I I don't think they have the right just to, oh, you're sitting there, you know, I'm going to. I do that all the time, and I never get. Yeah, I. I, I sit on my computer because I'm at work, but I usually find a parking lot under, under you know, some some widely public place, not just on the corner somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where he was at or what he was doing, but that's what he said. He was in San Antonio and got detained. So now, if I saw you on the in the corner, David, <laughs> I'd be like nine one one. There is a suspicious looking man. Yeah, Santa Claus is sitting in the pickup truck in the parking lot. <laughs> it's Santa himself. <laughs> so, I got the wrong Charlie and Regrets, but we're going to go out with Charlie and Regrets. But you guys stay tuned because Converge will be coming up, and they're going to be playing some techno music for us right out of the college. And uh, we go through this every week. I'm in the truck, so it only plays country music. So sorry, Converge. I'm not going to be able to jam tonight. But you guys have a good weekend, and uh, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. That the following program contains language. <laughs> Profile, Johnny Falstaff. I think KPFT means a whole lot to a whole lot of people. For me personally, I remember KPFT 
from way back in, in the high school days, we were listening to the blues and to King Biscuit, and there was some kind of mushroom program going on at the time. I can't remember what that was, but we were all tripping and digging it. It's a very personal thing, you know, on a very personal level. You can almost reach out and touch 